And my message to any state or any other hostile actor, thinking about attacking Israel remains the same as it was a week ago. Don't. 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 Since this terrorist attack, terrorist attack took place, we've seen it described as Israel's 9-11. But for a nation the size of Israel, it was like 15 9-11s. That's President Biden in just the last few minutes. Looking at my TV screen right now, he is delivering his live remarks in Israel. Not a small thing when a living president goes into a, a war zone, and not just any war zone, but he is in Israel delivering his message to the rest of you know, those which want to take Israel off the map, which means you also want to take Jews off the map. But he uh, directing that message to Hezbollah, Hamas, but mainly to Iran, which backs them both. And if Hezbollah enters this war, and they have been lobbing a lot of rockets, a lot, they got a lot of weaponry, they can cause real carnage. But if they cross through that northern border, and there's a very real threat that they will, we're into a totally different situation. And if you're living in bigger urban centers like Tel Aviv, um, they are under the direct threat of this. And so to say that nerves are jittery, in the region, they absolutely are. There's also a number of bordering towns and villages which aren't covered by the Iron Dome that have had to evacuate on the Israeli side. So this is kind of what we're watching today, as well as the warning my next guest uh, sent to us, that there's another day of rage planned in the region. And if you've been seeing the protests out of the Middle East, they are downright scary. Back to those Benghazi days in 2012, which saw a number of people, a number of Americans, uh, murdered at their embassy. I want to bring in uh, Finn DePontier. He is a freelance journalist, and he is in Lebanon. And Finn, I don't know what's wrong with you. You just keep going to the most dangerous places because we've talked when you're in Ukraine. Uh, last time I checked, you were going to another dangerous uh, zone, and now you're in Lebanon. So let me just start this off. What, um, what piqued your interest to want to kind of go there, other than the, the obvious of what a, a, a war coverage uh, journalist does? Right. Well, I was in Lebanon in 2021, and this was two years after the country's economic uh, crisis began. The banking system collapsed, um, and then people must have uh, seen the horrible explosion in the port of Beirut. looked like a nuclear bomb, really. Um, so Lebanon was crippled by those two catastrophes, and I was very interested uh, two years ago to see how it was managing that, and now I'm here to see what people think about the prospect of Hezbollah dragging them into a war. Yeah. And what, what are you seeing on, on the ground now? Because this is what uh, those in, in the bigger hubs uh, of Israel in Tel Aviv, this is their fear, right? And so what are we seeing? I know that five uh, Hezbollah uh, terrorists were killed this morning, but there's been, I think, more action than we've seen, but it can go much further. Yeah, well, fighting is ongoing in the south of Lebanon. It's sporadic, but um, uh, but it's been intensifying over the last week. Uh, there was a Reuters journalist that was killed by Israeli artillery, I think, uh, last Monday. So that was very sad. Um, and there's been a number of uh, IDF soldiers that have been killed and, um, and, and Hezbollah terrorists. Like you said, um, Israel has evacuated all people along along the Lebanese border. Um, so as that fighting intensifies, and it's only bound to get worse, the question is, of course, will there be strikes in Beirut? Will um, Hezbollah launch a massive rocket attack into Israel? Um, and some people think 
frankly, it's a matter of if not when, but or when not yeah. if rather. Uh, but we're, we're we're just waiting. I mean, I think um, nobody really knows. But people are very on edge. Uh, very on edge. I mean, they're on edge here, and we're we're half the world away. But you know, there is a real fear. Um, certainly, our families talk to family in Tel Aviv. I mean, people who have lived through the the you know war in nineteen in the seventies. And this is not the same feeling. There, there's a real, real fear of what happens on that northern border. Um, and certainly the bombing of that hospital, which now turns out, you know, as we get more and more information, uh, bombing of a, um, of a uh, parking lot out back of the hospital. So it didn't necessarily even hit the hospital, as we were told. Um, that made tensions go way higher. We saw a lot of protests last night. Now you've got Biden in the Middle East. Is this calming? Is Biden calming things at all? Or is it like decisions made on that side? Well, I don't think that Biden being in Israel is um, dissuading people here in Lebanon from uh, pushing for Hezbollah to get involved in a war. So it's, of course, a very divided society here in Lebanon. Um, and I think the best way to describe it in, in, in the simplest possible terms is that the Christians in this country do not want to get involved in a war, but the Muslims, especially the Shia Muslims and um, Lebanon's Sunni prime minister are um, on Hezbollah's side and, um, and, and, and I guess, provoking Israel to, mm -hmm. uh, to, 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 start, to start a wider conflict. Um, no, so I, I do not think that President Biden visiting um, Israel is going to dissuade um, Hezbollah. I think they 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 know that the United States is going to get involved either way. So I think that was already baked into their calculation before Biden visited. Yeah, um, but but it is a big game changer, right? I mean, uh, you know, Iran might see this moment uh, does I think see this moment as as weakness. Uh, you know, they had a. They look at the, what happened 12 days ago as a massive win. They are emboldened by it. And there's a lot of flashpoints around the world. You know, you've got Ukraine and Russia, then you've got China eyeing Taiwan. And so, you know, for, for, for um, Iran, you know, they may say, go for it. This is our moment. And so what are, you, mm -hmm. what are you hearing there as to how big it would get? And then does it spill over elsewhere? Because I think that's a real fear is how far does this thing go? Yeah, well, I think just to go back on um, the point about Biden's visit, it might force Hezbollah to delay their attack. They might not attack Israel while the president's in the country, but, but I think their um, their calculation won't change, um, you know, because they know that the United States wouldn't get involved anyway. In terms of a spillover, we're already seeing that Israel is striking targets in Syria. We saw that Iran was striking targets in Iraq. I was just mm -hmm. reading this five minutes ago. So. Um, there's been a proxy war going on throughout the Middle East for decades, of course, and we're seeing some of those flashpoints um, uh, heat up right now. Uh, but obviously, everybody's watching for um, Hezbollah and Israel to go to war, and that would really be the major trigger. And if that happens, um, Iran's already said that they would be attacking Israel through um, uh, Iranian proxies in Yemen, in Syria, in Iraq. Um, in Lebanon. So um, certainly there's a, there's a very scary prospect for a wider regional war, mm. but um, the next escalation starts right here. Yeah. 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 Where you are. Um, you know, you almost need, you need a lesson in the Middle East to, to understand what's going on because literally it's very complicated. There's a lot of history here and it's just not uh, easily summed up, uh, you know, in, in five minutes. 
Having said that, I know Israel mm-hmm. has uh, put a lot of troops. Are they ready? I mean, two borders at war, where Gaza and and um, and the northern border, that is a, that is a huge burden even for Israel. Um, do they have enough troops? What's a troop uh, buildup along there? Yeah, I think they do because th- so they've mobilized over three hundred thousand reservists, and they have the United States Navy just off the coast of Lebanon. If um, if a war does start, we're certainly going to see American strikes within Lebanon. Uh, Hezbollah's fighting force is estimated to be at around 100,000 fighters. Um, so I think Israel's mobilization was definitely um, in mind for a two-front war. You don't call up 300,000 troops to attack Gaza, which is 12 kilometers wide and 40 kilometers long. They're, they're, they're certainly preparing for a much wider conflict. Um, that doesn't mean it's going to happen, but um, I think with American help, um, Israel is well well prepared to fight a war on both fronts. Yeah, we just don't want it to go there because then you know other countries will get involved. Tell me about these days of rage. We saw a ton once that that parking lot slash hospital uh, was hit. The information going all over the place. Uh, we were seeing protests certainly in Toronto, all over Canada, but also in the Middle East. It was uh, pretty ominous looking at some of those images out of Benghazi. Just the uh, the violence. What are you expecting? Like, what does today look for as far as that protests? Yeah, so that news about um, the hospital or the parking lot in the hospital, whatever happened, um, really riled a lot of people up over here. And in the age of social media, people aren't really fact-checking. Things um, fly at a mile a minute. So um, it doesn't really matter in in some sense um, to a lot of people what actually happened. What matters is the news they saw. Um, So, yeah, like you said, today is the day of rage and we're waiting for evening prayers to be done, really. That's what um, my friends here seem to think after, uh, you know, when the sun goes down, we're going to start to see a lot of violence, as we did last night, as the news rolled in of this uh, explosion at the hospital in Gaza. Protesters, uh, uh, they started throwing rocks and and, uh, trying to break into the UN building here in the U.S. Embassy. Um, they were thwarted, but um, tonight I think it could be quite a lot more. Uh, there could be quite a lot more people on the streets tonight. So um, all the universities in Beirut were shut down today. Um, I think we're just waiting to see what nightfall brings, and it could be pretty bad. Boy, oh boy, what a scary time uh, we are in. I really appreciate you joining us, certainly to give us a perspective. It doesn't off. It's not kind of talked about as a front and center, but I think it's the much more dangerous. Um, you know, advancements among many. Uh, so stay safe, uh, Finn. It's a, I say that to you, but I, I, I mean, be careful. Yeah, my pleasure, Alex. Happy to come on in the next world. So appreciate it. That's uh, Finn Depontier, who's uh, been around a few war zones in the last little while, and now he is on the ground in Lebanon. And I guess we watch to see what happens. I get in the next few hours because it will be nightfall there. And then how does it affect us here? Because we've seen our share of protests and they are only going to get, I think, more and more um, emotional and tense. Got to ask the cops at some point, do you have a plan? Are these containable?